Okay, hello, hey, it's on. Oh, I gotta turn the music. Okay, all right. Should I let that play for another second? Let's try it. All right, hey, it's me, Jake. Um, it's the machine is on. This is episode 190. It's, it's, can you believe it? I, I know that I didn't count some of the episodes as they were bonus episodes, so it's really not. It's probably more, it's more than 190, a little bit, but 190 is a lot. If you live to be 190 years old, you'd probably be happy. Or maybe you wouldn't be. It's a lot. 190 is a lot. Let's face it. You'd be, it wouldn't be. A, it'd be a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Let's just say that. It's a good day to be alive. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm right now in Indianapolis, Indiana, while I'm talking to you. But that could be over by the time you're listening to this. And then coming up, I'm coming to. Uh, I, I know I'm coming to Denver. I know I'm coming to some other places. But now I put those. I put some dates up on my website, JakeThis.com, so you can check my schedule there. Oh, I should per- turn on. Oh, this is how you. Hey, everybody, I'm uh, going on the road. I'm coming to Denver. Go to jakethis.com, check my dates. Uh, i got to get on with it here because I've got my guest is right. He's sitting beside me, super quiet, uh, because we don't have a soundproof. We don't have a green room. There's just a chair. It's not even a chair. Todd McComas is here, comedian from Indianapolis. He's he's just retired from being a police officer yesterday. I did. I did. You were here for my retirement. I know. We didn't even have a party. Well, We'll have one before you leave. We'll have a private little party. You and me retirement. Yeah, your, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to have any of your police buddies come down? Well, uh, no. They'll, I'll have something for them later. This is me and Jake time. Because you're my favorite comedian. This is going to be your our private time to celebrate my retirement. We'll go look at the little houses at the home show. I can't wait so to go see we'll the tiny houses. Hang. Are we a really going to do that? Yeah, let's do a, a day hang tomorrow. Tiny houses. Yeah. Tiny houses. We can do... We can do a reenactment home invasion of a tiny house. <laughs> we should, right? I would think you're, bur- you're, you're burglary proof, right? If you own a tiny house. Uh, Who's going to target a tiny it's house? It's so funny. I would show you my email, but we're talking on the uh, thing that I get my email on uh-huh. right now. But uh-huh. uh, last night I got an email because I'm a subscriber to the tiny house. I'm such a fan of tiny houses that I'm a subscriber to some. I got on some news mailing list for the tinyhouses.com. Right. And last night's email was about how to prevent people from stealing your tiny house. Because not only, it's not like, like with a usual house, you're worried they're going to break in. But with a tiny house, while you're not there, someone just back up a truck. And, it takes your whole house. Yeah. So <laughs> I never thought about it. I, maybe, yeah, so maybe it's not burglary proof. They just take your whole house. They take your whole house, right. So it was about special locks you can get to go over the ball of your trailer hitch. Uh-huh. Or get a dolly so that you unhook it from your vehicle and then you you dolly it move it around so that the trailer hitches up against a, a building or something sure maybe yeah. you just build a real sturdy like iron fence around your tiny house maybe that's concreted into the ground well or the other thing was jack it up and put it on blocks so it's yeah. not on the so mm-hmm. that they can't just trailer it away because it's the wheel thing yeah it's that, the, that's that makes it easy to steal yeah yeah as a cop i'm surprised that you haven't had to look into it you've never i don't live in tiny house country uh, eventually, I think they'll be everywhere, but probably in the Pacific Northwest, that's probably an issue. Do you think that's where they started, tiny houses? I think so. At least that's what I've gathered from TV, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I know. I I got into tiny houses before they were TV shows. That sounds like a sort of a douchey hipster thing to Clay. <laughs> you knew tiny for. houses before. I, I was talking about tiny houses <laughs> when I was just wearing tiny pants. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was I was into it before the TV shows, so I never even watched the TV shows. I just go straight online and watch YouTube videos well, of tiny yeah. houses. So. Well, they've commercialized it, so you're not into that. It's like once your favorite band gets played too much radio play, 
you're not a fan anymore, right? Well, if you're watching TV shows in your big house about getting a tiny house, I mean, I feel like you got to watch tiny house stuff on the internet on your phone. Right. If you're going to get tiny, you got to be tiny. You can't, <laughs> like a tiny house, I know you could have a big TV in a tiny house, right. but you don't really need that. Right. Yeah, I would agree. That makes perfect sense. The true tiny house people are not, they're going to be like you. They're not going to watch it in that fashion. Right. These, because they're not real, they're not real tiny house people if, on that show. They're just somebody who got paid to say they're tiny house people. Well, because they're pretty. I and then I also got an email. I'm I'm I somehow you can wind up being in the self-selected bubble of tiny house fans mm-hmm. without really. Uh, all I did was sign up for one email list, but then I think I looked at something on Pinterest, which I I signed up for Pinterest because I wanted to look at something on Pinterest, right. and, and I thought, well, Pinterest is ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Pinterest is all about. Whatever you are curious about, they will now show you pictures endlessly, tiny campers and little kind of camping stoves. And you just have to look at a couple of things on Pinterest and then Pinterest tries to figure out your deepest fantasies. And show really? It. Yeah, Pinterest is pretty good. I've not good. used it in that way. I need to get on the Pinterest train. Yeah, you got to check it out. So now I'm starting to realize maybe... Maybe what I want is not a tiny house because maybe I'm not ready to move myself and my. I, sure. My idea was all three of us would get our own tiny houses, my wife and daughter and I, right, and then circle them up. That that would be we'd sell our regular house and move into three tiny houses on a sure. on a little lot somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. I don't know where that is, but that's my wife. It, it overlaps with my wife's fantasy of moving to some smaller place. Um, and now I realize maybe 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 we're just going to keep our regular house, and what I want is a camper. Yeah, you can go there on the weekends. We'll just to, go to camping. Tiny house we'll just central. go camping yeah. somewhere. Right. Or while my wife and daughter are in the big house, I can go be in the camper. Right. And right. have some solitude. I would think a tiny house, but if you were just for you, for one person, a tiny house, cool. Like, yes. I, yeah. I, I do, when I watch that show and I see entire families go in there, sometimes I feel bad for the kid. Or that because they're now going from the, they show their big room with all their toys in and stuff. I'm like, ah, that's you know. And then the yeah. kid has to go to this little bunk area now. And sometimes I, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's fair to the kid, but maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's better for the kid. I don't know. Maybe Kids it's a get better used way of to living. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, they adapt I don't know. easily. But I, for me, I'm like, oh, it'd be cool for just me to escape to for a while. That yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it would be cool for to have. I have one, and my wife has one, and my daughter has one. So then we can each decorate it out. Yeah, how we want to have Two our taste. like mine could be log cabin, and my right. wife could have some beautiful house, uh, you know, mid century modernist thing, and my daughter could have my pretty pony, yeah, or, or Barbie or, dream home, or, or yeah, yeah, whatever. whatever I mean, that she's a little older for yeah. that than that now, but but yeah, something like that, and then. Right. And then, you know, we could all eat. Tonight we're having dinner at the Barbie Dream House. And right. then tomorrow night we'll have dinner at my log cabin. And then, <laughs> you know, and then my wife and I would probably, we would, most nights we would spend the night together in one of our houses. Yeah, or maybe a separate house for that, for for uh, booty time, like a yeah, booty time house. the booty yeah. house. <laughs> Where it's got crushed velvet and like a, like oh, a fantasy yeah. suites kind of You know, what's deal? in the tiny, you come over for dinner and you're like, what's in the tiny trailer? I go, that's the booty house like you talked about. Yeah, we, we, we've done it, but I can't show it to you. Uh, so yeah, I'm into the tiny houses. That'll be fun to go. So we've got your uh, retirement party from the police force. Yeah. Um, I meant to listen to one of your other episodes if people are listening to this because you've told some great stories, but I I, I I always I always love your 
your now is it okay to say cop stories or oh yeah I use the term cop that's my favorite way to reference police officers cop and coppers I mean that I use the term coppers all the time I don't know why I, it's kind of a throwback for sure because I think that's a term they used way back like I, just after Civil War like I watched this Netflix show I think I was telling you copper one of my favorite TV shows ever it's a Netflix original. And it's about these New York uh, plainclothes detectives in that era right after the Civil War. Copper, right? Yeah. You had mentioned that. Somebody else mentioned that last night when yeah. we were talking about shows. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it, and I think it was in reference to the badge was made out of copper. I think uh -huh. somebody told me. I'm not sure if that's, that's correct or not. But So yeah. cop, it's okay. What, yeah. what, 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 how should people address the person who, who's just pulled them over? Officer, right? Yeah, I think most of them say officer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or trooper, if it's a state trooper. I think maybe that's a respectful way to say it. But only in in the, in the in the cop's mind, you know, to me, the labels were not, you know, I didn't want you to say pig, you know, when I pulled you over. You're probably going to get that's a ticket if you call me pig. But also, like, I think cop is like, a, it's kind of a an endearing term for, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I do. Sure. In my mind. Yeah. I've heard some people say, well, isn't that offensive if you call... Well, that's what I heard. I can't remember why I think that. But, yeah, that, yeah. that was an idea that was going around. Like, I think oh, that is a public perception for some reason. I don't know where it came from because a lot of cops in-house, that's what we call each other. You know? uh -huh. Yeah, so I think now for a regular person to say you're a cop, I feel like it's more welcoming almost. Like, oh, because that's, that's how I'm used to hearing it. That doesn't hurt my ear because it's comfortable to me. You know? Everybody wants to have a cop friend, but cops have such a weird reputation with, 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 everybody's afraid of them, but then they want to have a friend who's a cop. Yeah, well, I, a lot of cops are weird, uh, to be honest. They're not, they don't relate well to, to people who are not cops, I feel like. And you why know? is that, do you think? I, I don't know. It, I, I don't know if the job attracts people already of that mindset, or if they're taking a young person who's basically a clean slate, and they're instilling that into them. I don't know which way it works. It never stuck with me. I don't know why. I mean, I was I came on paper from the mold. I think you think of cops like I was in the Marine Corps right out of high school. Mm -hmm. I was even a military policeman in the Marine Corps. And then my first real adult, I was a sign maker for like two years while I was putting in for different police jobs. And then I finally at twenty four got hired as a police officer. So I don't. I don't know why I'm different than those kind of cops, but I never thought like that. I always thought all my friends were construction and skilled labor positions, really. All the people I grew up with were mm -hmm. in heating and air. Um, they were carpenters or whatever, and I related to them way more than I did cops. Why didn't you go into heating and air conditioning? I, I, never, I didn't learn those skills. <laughs> I had no desire in high school to make that my summer job. I don't know. Uh -huh. But what was, your, what was the skill that you had that felt like you'd be good at being a cop, police officer? You know, it, that never occurred to me, actually, until I was leaving the Marine Corps. Like, I, I was an art kid in school, so I was supposed to. I was accepted at the University of Texas um, as an advertising major. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought I would go into. All I ever wanted in life was to make beer commercials. I, I love Bud Light beer commercials. And, they're just funny beer commercials. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite thing. And uh, so the, I, but I got this hair up my ass. My dad was a Marine, you know, and all my aunts, uncles, grandpa, all military people. 
So I started to go to college, um, and then I thought, ah, I want to be a Marine first. So I could become a Marine, and then they make you pick a job, and I was like, ah, the military police thing looks cool, you know? Uh-huh. I think I had watched uh, Presidio, Pres- the Presidio before with Mark Herman and, uh, is that his name? Mark Herman. Mark Herman, um, it's a, and Sean Connery, and I was like, they were military cops, and I was like, ah, oh, that looks like a cool job. So uh, I did that, and as I left, I was like, well, um, I, a lot of the guys in my Marine Reserve unit were, were cops, and uh, that was their day job. So we got activated for like a year and worked as MPs for a year during the Gulf War, and I was around them a lot, and they had all these cool cop stories you know, I thought were cool. And uh, so when I got out, I was like, oh, I should, I should go be one of these guys. Because mm-hmm. being a, a, a regular cop, way more interesting than being a military cop. Like I'll say, like all I did really? was, yeah, all I did was salute officers when they came in the gate and wait, check people in. You know, oh, That's so you I didn't did. actually investigate things no. or glorified security guard, basically, right? Yeah. Right. That's Breaking up fights point. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So every now and then, go and pick up some drunk marine from town because they didn't want to put him in jail. Uh-huh. Other than that, yeah, security guard. It's what they should call it, military security guard. But the the funny thing to me is to picture now, next time someone gets pulled over, just imagine that the guy's pulling you over as he's getting out of the car. That's a guy who wishes he was an advertising right. executive. <laughs> that guy, what he really wants to be is Don Draper. But right. what he's yeah. doing is having to deal with you and your stupid speeding ticket. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's why I was different because it wasn't my passion. You know, Maybe uh-huh. these other guys grew up every as a little kid thinking... That's all they ever wanted to do. But you liked it, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy street patrol uniform type cop work. I got mm-hmm. very bored with that very quickly. Well, the yeah, detective stuff. I right. The last time you were here, you talked about yeah. the beginning of your detective career and how they yeah. kind of pulled you out, and you got to do that. That but, always interested me. Yeah, it's funny to me though because you were talking about the end of a how many twenty. 21 years. Just 21 year career as a police officer, and you didn't really, that wasn't your first choice. No, it was just like a stable job that wasn't as bad as other stable jobs, right? Does that make sense? Right. And then you got into it, you had a kid, so then you were kind of like, this is stuck. your career, this is your job. Very much stuck. Yeah. Once I was vested into a pension and all, you know, it's just like, ah, I can't start over now. And, and then when did you start doing comedy? I think seven years ago, almost. I think it'd be mm-hmm. seven years this April, the, from the very first time I ever spoke into a microphone on stage. Right. So you were fifteen years a cop. Yeah. And then you started doing stand up, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And they caught that bug. Fifteen years goes by fast, too, doesn't it? I mean, oh my you're God. talking to younger people. I mean, I'm older than you, but I, I feel like sometimes people, when they're in their twenties and thirties, they don't really realize. Hey, when you're looking at some guy who's fifty and he seems old to you. You don't realize how fast you're no. gonna you're gonna be there, you and know? that your brain at fifty doesn't feel much different than it did at thirty. Really, that's right. what I feel. I'm forty five, and I don't feel any differently than I did at thirty. Yeah, well, that's what I, I was kind of working around to. Like my advice to be anybody who who's just starting a job that's not their dream job is don't don't forget your dream and stay focused on that because. Yeah. You can get sucked into going to work and doing your job and somebody else's idea of a career that's now your career. Right. And 15 years can go by. It's the blink of an eye. Yeah. And before you know it, it could be too late, you know? Well, it's. I don't think it is ever too late. I think there's always time to go after your dream. It's sure. just, as, you know, 
But by your dream, I I mean more like if your dream is to do stand up comedy, you can do you can get in front of an audience. You can yeah. be friends with top comedians. You can go do gigs in great places. You may not get to be rich and famous and a movie star, right? But if your dream is to do that thing, you right. can do that thing. Yeah, and that, you know? yeah, I guess that's a good point because I because I didn't start. I was thirty eight years old when I started stand up, and even though I felt like I got good enough to pay pretty quickly, you know, good enough that people would pay me to do it quicker than most people that started with me, probably because I was older and had stories already. You had some good cop yeah. stories. See, so, that's where it comes in handy. Right, that, yeah. that life that you're living that you think is a distraction from your dream is actually fuel for your artistic Yeah, you know, and that's the thing right now in this juncture in my life that is blowing my mind is how everything that has happened up to this point can fit together, every little piece fit together perfectly like a puzzle to put me exactly where I am right now. Right now, today, as of Wednesday at 4 p.m. when I was no longer a cop, everything is where I would want it to be somehow, magically. You know, now I just feel like, oh, now I'm doing every day what I want to do. Everything uh-huh. I'd want to do, short of making the beer commercials, but I actually am going to probably be making beer commercials pretty soon. You know, and that's like amazing to me. Well, look, truth be told, though, how badly. Beer commercials, making beer commercials probably moved a little bit on your top ten list. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it's still, still on there. It's, obvious, it's obviously still on there. <laughs> it's on my. It's a bucket list thing now, right? More yeah. than a dream, yeah. probably. But yeah, but you know, everything I did, you know, I bought into these comedy clubs and w- partnered with my friends on three comedy clubs. It's not making a, any one of us any money, and probably may never, you know, mm-hmm. actually put money in our pocket. But it did. Uh, it was an education on certain things that now, you know, I use that knowledge now to my advantage. It helped put me here, actually. If I had not been a comedy club owner, um, an opportunity that's coming to me now would not have come to me. That was a very important thing to get me yeah, to that yeah. point. And just, you know, networking with comedians like yourself and I, all these things, it was it was opportunity versus money. And those things are valuable to me now. And that's what I tell young comedians now. It's like... You know, doing a podcast, doing this, it may not put money in your pocket, but it doesn't mean that it won't help you make money in some fashion later. Right? Well, right. I, I think that that's definitely true. That's the first thing people ask when you tell them that you're doing it's because just because you mentioned podcasts and we're on a podcast. But the first people, thing people ask when, is like, oh, how do you make money off of the podcast? And it's like, well, I, I don't know how to answer that. Right. Because to me, this is a way to stay connected to my fans and right. or people who just like the podcast it's a way to kind of build a connection and be in the world and practice practice a, a, a thing that I like I right. like talking to people I like talking to my friends and yeah, we're making a little thing that's going to go out on the internet people like it they listen to it you know yeah and if it happens to catch fire and becomes the next WTF great but if not it's still a valuable tool for you and uh and, and, and it, your fans can learn more about you. And you get to practice this thing where I explore all these topics all the time with other people right. that I enjoy. Right, you're practicing yeah. a little bit of an interview skill. Yeah, right. And also, it's a, it's, a, it's a new thing, too. The podcasts are a new thing, and it's just a little bit goes a long way of talking about podcasts on podcasts, but so we're just going to do that for a minute. But uh, <laughs> it's a different kind of a conversation that you that that you haven't, 
really heard before right. in the mainstream media because there's not a chance to sit down and have a long conversation. And true, mm-hmm. you and I may not seem famous to people who are listening, but there are other podcasts where you can listen to Alec Baldwin talk right. to David Letterman for yeah. an hour. Right. That exists, and you can go find it on the internet yeah, right before, now. Yeah, before, instead of he would go on Letterman and he would just say two funny things and plug his movie, and that's all you had time right. for. No, the po- this is Alec Baldwin's podcast. Yeah. So he hosts the podcast. Alec Baldwin interviews David Letterman, and they talk for an hour. It, How it, fascinating. You can go listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, Alec Baldwin's podcast. Shout out to Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> he needed the. He that, needs he a needed little help. Plug. He needs yeah. a little help. A little. How about a? How about a little uh, this for that, Alec? <laughs> I mean, one hand washes the other. Promotion. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so yeah, it, it it's everything that you do makes you who you are. Yeah. Which and if you're an artist, that's what you're doing is trying to express yourself. Right, and there's no such. There's no such thing to me as as bad knowledge. Everything you soak in is valuable in some fashion, um, and I, I think it's important for young people to remember that. And, and like I say, it's just all because it's. I'm kind of in a fog right now, but you know, it's it's an epiphany that's unfolded. All you know, and I I don't feel right anymore. Like I'm not a cop anymore. That's kind of weird, but I'm but I'm happy about it. You know, and then these other things are going to happen that I'm not comfortable with yet that I'll be learning but I, I love the thought of them happening so I just it's uh, it's weird and I, I can't tell people enough they probably get sick young comedians are probably sick of being around me right now because I just want to feel like I need to spit this knowledge all the time you know to them what's but, your knowledge that you want to spit besides th- what we just said that's it That that's the thing but a lot of them they get in their little world of going to the little open mic and, and, and doing their jokes and then they just want to you know troll people on Facebook and Say shit, and I'm like, no, you should be using your time more constructively. Go if you want to, if you want to, uh, if you want to take a perspective and get it out to people, don't do that on Facebook. Don't do that stuff you're doing. Start a podcast and talk. Start about a it. podcast or do do make videos and yeah. put them on YouTube or yeah, Facebook or wherever anything. you want to put them on. Make some make some little package of your opinion. Yes, of- because that publishing in the media forum is it a skill? You know, typing mm-hmm. on your Facebook page and hitting the blue arrow is not a skill, mm. right? Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's my point. Picking fights on the internet, yeah, <laughs> stupidest thing ever. I purpose, I just don't. And you, you you're more celebrity, so I, it's it, you don't have the Facebook thing like I do. But it's so easy to get caught up in those Facebook wars, and I just don't. I just don't put anything. I can't get in an there. argument with people. Well, I, especially I don't like arguing with. I don't want to argue with people I know. Right. Because I respect them and I like them. I'll have yeah. a conversation where it's like, oh, that's, you don't think the same thing as I think. Well, tell me about sure. it. Sure. But, you know, most people don't want to be convinced. Yeah. And uh, look, some, a lot of times they're not able to convince me. So I just want, here's, what do you think and why do you think that? Mm-hmm. And then, hey, maybe they got some new insight into something. They can tell me something that I didn't know and I, maybe I'm going to change my mind. Right. Or maybe I just figure out that my friend is different than me. Right. But, I especially don't want to argue with people who I don't know. Yeah. Because look, I, I I'm trying to do a comedy show. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to change the political world. And, and it's I, so hard to argue in in text, you know, or in print. Yeah. And if you think you it's hard to convince your friends of something, yeah. try convincing a stranger. Or something. Right. Forget it. Forget mm. it. Um, what was I going to? I was going to ask you something about being a. Like other skills that you've got, 
just oh, we were talking about this the other day. We were talking about uh, self defense and martial arts stuff, yeah. and you were you were telling me about jujitsu and yeah. and uh, I think a lot of guys have this idea that they're going to learn some martial art and be able to beat people up. Right, right. And uh, as a police, as a cop, you you must have seen enough situations where people get in fights and it doesn't turn out the way most people No, do. not at all. Like my, my, you know, I used to really be in it. I had like a three-year or four-year run when I was really into jiu-jitsu and Jeet Kune Do I took. Um, What's like, Jeet Kune Do? That's the Bruce Lee martial art, you know, that he kind of created where it was a more... The combo of everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. But, uh, it, it, so my my roommate right now is, is we have a friend that's uh, uh, was a UFC fighter for a long period of time, Chris Lytle. Chris Lights Out Lytle. Super cool guy. Awesome. He's very funny, actually, too. And uh, so we went to hang out at his gym one day. Well, I had hurt my shoulder, so I couldn't keep going. I'll go back here shortly, but just for exercise. But my buddy, is now, he's now, like, he's getting juiced about it. He's like, uh, man, I kind of can't wait to somebody to pop off on the street and me to whoop some dude's ass. Now I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm like, but the reality is we were talking about is fights on the street don't really happen that way and usually if you do get in a fight you've probably had too much to drink and that's why you chose to participate in the fight that's the only people i ever <laughs> yeah. see fighting are, there's very little sober fighting it's it's always at least one person is drunk yes. and most times both people are drunk right usually usually and i i was telling him a story i was like you know in the and i I was by no means a UFC fighter or anything but at the point in my life where i felt the most comfortable and the most trained to defend myself, I got into one fight at my peak of that, and I was drinking, and I just, it was a mess. I, you know, yeah. I didn't do very well. Well, and what if the other guy's got a weapon? Yeah. I mean, this is, when I, I, I mean, I would like to know that I could get out of a situation if someone else just attacked me. Yes. Having I've, just the confidence that's associated with, uh, if something happens in a sober situation, I, I'll know somewhat what to do and I won't panic. Right. You Somebody know? swings on me or tries yeah. to choke me or something, yeah, I'd be able to try and get away. Yeah. But uh, the the fact is, most of the time when people get aggressive, it's like they think, they're sure that they can kick the other person's ass. Right. Well, if you're sure you can kick the other person's ass, you're a bully. Right. You know, if you're only fighting people when you know you can kick their ass, you're a bully. You're sort <laughs> right. of an asshole. That's yeah. a jerk move. Right, yeah. And... And then if you're fighting people where you're pretty sure they're going to kick your ass, then you're a moron. Right. I mean, every, nobody's interested in that. <laughs> nobody's picking it, fights with a guy who's got 100 pounds on him and all <laughs> right. yoked out. Right. So that's not the person you want to fight. And then if you're not sure who's going to win the fight, now it starts to seem like, now that's how you really decide, are you a person who wants to fight or not? Because yeah. if you're not sure, maybe you don't really want to get in that oh, fight. Oh, for sure. And the older you get, the smarter you get. About, like, okay, say I do fight. And... Let's say I have a definite advantage and I'm going to win this fight. You're still probably going to tear a rotator cuff or, you know, or bust your nose or break your hand or something bad's going to happen. And that's just the immediate consequences yeah, right. of the fight. Yeah, and then you there's know, going to jail. Then there's going to jail. Ongoing <laughs> legal problem. Right. Let's say you really are the ninja that you think you are <laughs> right. and you break some guy's collarbone. Right. Now... A lawsuit. You, oh, my yeah. God. Just, uh, yeah. Forever. The yeah. only kind of fights that are worth having are fights with people who have more money than you, where you just let them punch you, and then you sue them. That's the kind of fight, if I was counseling people on fights to get into, it's like, here's 
The money is all in getting punched by rich guys. <laughs> Go annoy that person. Yeah, that's and where thing, that's yeah, what you want to do. And hope that he's stupid enough to punch you in the face. Yeah. yeah. Like the TMZ people, that you know, that's they really cash out when they piss off the celebrity enough that they grab the camera and it puts a mark on their face, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a big payday. TMZ. There's got to... I, I, is there some place where they're telling celebrities how to... Like, are there police officers or lawyers telling celebrities, like, I know they're trying to get you to punch them. You can't punch them. Yeah. This is what happens. But this is what you can do. I would you think know? there's probably a, a training seminar for that available, wouldn't you think? This is how you grab their camera without hurting them and <laughs> smash it. Because right. you're rich. You right. can afford to buy them a new camera. Yeah. Just don't hurt them. Right. You can't yeah. put a mark on them in any way. I, I guarantee you there's training like for that stuff. Don't you think? For probably everything. If there's that not, that's, I mean, this is another that side business for you. You know, you get sidetracked. So I spent 22 years as a cop, and then Jake and I started this business that ran for 10, 10 years. It bought us both mansions, right. and we're friends with all the celebrities now because we teach them how to deal with paparazzi. Yeah, I mean, not get sued. Yeah, that's it. You know, a, um, a buddy of mine, he had this plan. Um, he wants to start this business called uh, The Fall Guy. And that's where they go to famous athletes and rich celebrity people. And they, uh, they, you basically, you get paid $100,000 a year to take the fall. Like if the, your, your athlete uh, that you're, you're working for gets caught with a gun in New York at the airport. So you, it's my gun. That's your job. This is take, it's, it's my gun. And then you go to jail, and then there's a bonus package built into your compensation. Well, but you have to be with them all the time, then yes, too, right? You so you have to. to be hanging out with them. If they're outside, you're with them to constantly take. So them you out. have to be a fun guy to hang out with, or you have to just be completely silent, like <laughs> yeah. you're just some guy, like you're just quiet and standing there oh, all yeah. the time. And that's a life of servitude too. That's yeah, kind of like sound... being in the CIA. Like your life, your personal life is gone, but you make a lot of money. All you have to do is say, "Yeah, that's my weed." Or that's my, you know, gun. Um, I punched that person. He didn't. You know, those things. You have to get a celebrity who's both got a lot of problems. <laughs> right. Like they're addicted to drugs and substances and they got guns and uh, they can't control themselves. They're fighting dogs and all that other stuff. But also, they know that that's wrong. Yes. And they need, and they need to pay you to hang out. See, see I feel like that's the, comp, that's the yeah. mix. It's know? a niche market. I mean, there's that's not... a tricky... Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to talk you out of a business... I don't think it was going to work, but he was very he proud was of ready this for idea. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were, was there alcohol involved when you guys were thinking? No, this up? not no, at all. He just, he just thinks this is a great idea. What's he? Where's he living now? This guy it, here in Indianapolis. No, but I mean, double wide. Is he? Is he in his no, own he tiny, he, tiny he, house thing? It's a little secret. Don't tell anybody. Also, the UFC fighter I'm talking about. That's his. That's idea. what he thinks. Yeah. He, well, see, he would be. He could actually do it where he could be friends with somebody because he's also got other skills. And experiences that make it fun for him to hang out. Yeah. You know, he's not just a... And I think he mainly wants to be the person who controls the service and sends you the fall guy. I don't think uh-huh. he wants to be the fall guy. So probably he just knows a bunch of really talented idiots, you know, that <laughs> in his world that uh, would do that look, for 250 dollars a year. Why doesn't he just start... I mean, this is the idea. And, <laughs> and this is his idea. This isn't my idea. Uh, but I think you could start a bro... A bro escort service, you know, where it's just like, instead of, why pay some quasi-borderline hooker to go to an event with you when you can have a former UFC champion 
just hanging out. You're drinking that's beers. He's telling idea. story. He's your best bud for the oh, night. I that's mean, a be- that's a way better idea. Oh, bro, escort. Nobody has to go to jail. Nobody goes cool to jail. Hang. You. It's a cool hang. Yeah. It's like, hey, sure, sure, yeah. Uh, Kanye could meet his own UFC champion, but does he have time for that to uh, make friends and figure out who it is? Why doesn't he idea. just call you up and you hang out with him? All these great MMA fighters that get too old to fight. Chuck Liddell, you could. You can pay this service to have Chuck Liddell go to this event with you as if he's your bro. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Or boxers, NBA, any athlete, former athlete at all. Yeah. I, I feel like you'd, get, you'd, you'd have celebrities and rich guys signing up for this oh. in a second. It's oh, like, kidding it's me? The, it's the new version of, you know, they used to have heavyweight champions. Casinos would pay them sure. to shake hands and greet people as they were coming into the casino. Yeah. This is just your own personal version of that. Oh, Why yeah. not? Oh, like, yeah. There's plenty of people that have enough money that would do that. So I tomorrow, we're going to the Tiny House Expo <laughs> with your UFC champion friend, and we're going to figure this out. I'm going to file for the LLC tonight. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> That's a great idea. All right. Well, see, we've got some... What would you call that? Well, I like bro escort, but uh, yeah. some kind of pun or yeah. word play on that. Sure. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you know, bromance, but it's not a... It's not... It's not a, I'm not pitching a kind of a sex thing. Right. I'm, no, I'm just pitching a, just a buddy hang. Yeah. Like, because that's guys... Like it's I was cool to be earlier. friends with people like that. Yeah, guys want to be friends with yeah. cops. Everybody, most guys would, you know, love to kind of... Listen to some MMA sure. champ stories, and, absolutely, and hang out and to have that to introduce that guy to their friend. Hey, this is my friend. Yeah, who, yeah. who's blah blah blah. Yeah, I like that idea. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get rich off that idea. I don't think we're gonna get rich, but somebody's Somebody. somebody's gonna get paid and have a good time for an <laughs> evening. I hope. I hope. Um, yeah, maybe that's what. Maybe that's. <laughs> That's that's the next phase of my idea. As the crowds get smaller and smaller, you know, as an entertainer, you uh-huh. get older and yeah, you start to sure. like, okay, I still can do a great show, mm-hmm. but uh, the crowds get smaller, and eventually it's just me one on one. Right. That's that's the night. It's the night of me. You know, that's another great idea. Right? I come to your Everybody party. Everybody loves hang to hang out, out with comedians. I don't do a show. I just talk to people. Yeah. I have funny conversations. We have a good time. Yeah. But then you're going to get in people that are going to be pitching about, oh, it wasn't good enough. I, I didn't think he could, he could. He said a few funny things at dinner, but he wasn't worth all of that. And right. He ate a lot of shrimp, too. <laughs> the guy, he hit the shrimp so hard when he came in. He didn't Because I'm going to, I'll be honest with you, I'm going after the shrimp when I get there. That's what I want. Yeah, that's Unless true. you got oysters. If you got somebody you shucking go oysters, oysters, I'm going to yeah. do it. But how many oysters can you eat? You can't do a lot of damage. No, and uh, you're going to spend a lot of time in the bathroom. And it's, it's going to be like, you were missing for an hour and a half. Well, I ate two dozen oysters. I can't eat two dozen. I, I'm, I'm good maybe a, maybe yeah. a dozen and that's it. i got to yeah. go hard. At a, at the, in this kind of situation where I'm being paid, I probably half a dozen oysters. No. <laughs> Keep good it for light. the night. That's yeah. not a promise, but we can write that into the contract. Yeah, we could put a limit, an oyster mm-hmm. limit within mm-hmm. the contract. Yeah, and a minimum though. You want a minimum because that way there are oysters no matter what. I gotta have some oysters. Well, yeah. if if nobody's having oysters, I'm okay with that. Oh, okay, I'm okay with that. Okay. So, look, you you're retired as a police officer. So you retired at four o'clock. You picked me up at five. Yeah. So I'm. This is the very early time of your retirement that I'm. Very early. You were the first passenger uh, with me as a non-cop. It does now. As a police officer, as a former police officer, can you? What what kind of special treatment 
can you count on from the police? Or is this, can you even count say about that? Probably zero, unless it's somebody who knows me, obviously, or recognizes my name somehow. Speeding ticket? Wait. You can't get out of a speeding ticket? You know, it's different. Like, I didn't hit... I, my agency's weird. Usually it's a 20-year retirement program for police officers. Ours is 25. So mm-hmm. I didn't actually retire. It actually counts as a resignation. So Does that make sense? So I had four more... A little almost four years more before I'm actually officially retired. And mm-hmm. In that case, I get a retirement ID and a badge that could still set next to my registration in my glove box. Because here's the secret oh, I see. Uh, to being a, a cop and getting pulled over when you're off duty and not being an asshole about it. You put the your badge and gun in the glove box with your registration. So when you get stopped... The, the cop says, uh, you know, it's license or registration, and you, you start to reach for the glove box, and you turn around, and you go, um, I have a gun in there, just want to let you know, with my registration, and they'll be like, why do you have a gun? They're like, oh, actually, I'm a police officer. My ID is in there also. And they'll say, okay, let's show me your ID. And then it's, it's like an, a, a, a courteous way to bring up, hey, hopefully you're going to give me a warning, right, because we're both on the same team, you know, without having to immediately right. be an asshole about it when you stop, be like, Hey, I'm just going to let you know I'm a cop, you know. Uh-huh. So that's, well, I could still do that if I had the retirement ID. So there's a little politeness. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a little politeness going on. Yeah. But, but now I don't, don't have, have an that. ID. There'll just be a gun, which is going to raise, you know. We're not caring. Not you don't have a gun. You're not driving around with a gun. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Probably not. I love it. Probably not. <laughs> don't try anything, assholes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think there's any special treatment at all. I mean, I obviously will still know a lot of cops, and I, I now get asked a lot to perform comedy at a lot of cop fundraising Oh, because you can tell stories yeah, and stuff, Yeah, they right? like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll do FOP events and things like mm-hmm. that now, and I'll probably always do that. Um, yeah. But if you got caught with a bag of drugs, it would be trouble. Yeah, there's nobody's going to let me off with a bag of drugs. Yeah, or, I get figure that's probably the case It's probably 50-50 on just a speeding ticket, yeah, at this oh. point. Because I don't know how to bring up, I used to be a cop, I don't give a shit. You know, a lot of people used to be cops. Who cares? Really? Yeah, That's I don't what a person go would say? That, so I'll probably just not even A lot of people it. used to be cops? Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck when you used to be a cop. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's all. Right. Like, you but know. they don't think that far ahead. That's well, look, he can't them. write you more ticket, can he? That's true. That's true. Worst case scenario is a ticket. What are you going to so. You write me a ticket? I used to be a cop. You're Someday you're going to used to be a cop. So <laughs> right, you right. see how what goes around. See how you like it. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will try. Because it can't maybe get Maybe you just a picture of you with the... You and your Hang uniform my or something. Like, yeah. Your graduation from the police academy photo or a something like that. with a yeah. plaque. Remember yeah. when I got that Secret That's, Service award? Uh, you know, I used to keep my registration in the glove compartment, but now I got a picture of me and the mayor in there from when I got a commendation. <laughs> That's, a great, That's for, a great idea. For breaking yeah. a, a crack house or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I'll do. That's a good point. That's okay, what I'll do. Right well, there. I mean, this has been a productive day for both of us, really. I think so. We've come up with a lot. Um Oh, what, what, I was a guy had another question I was going to ask. Is pot legal in in Indiana? It is not. Obviously, it will be at some point in the. You say pretty obviously, near but but will it? I mean, I thought we were on the road to that, but now with the new president, I don't. Well, know that's what, true. It's, it's you like know? he just flipped the monopoly board. Yeah, it could really go the opposite direction. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine someone could accomplish that at this point. It seems like we've already made too too much. We kind of haven't we decided like we're we're tired of locking people up and paying yeah. for them to be in jail forever. I think for, that's pretty well been yeah. established. Like that's very counterproductive and expensive for a thing that's harmless like marijuana. You know what generally happens then, even though 
marijuana is not legal in the state. If, right. If you, if if someone is here in Indiana and they get they get pulled over and the cop finds a little bag of weed on them or something, is it you're going to jail? You're going to get prosecuted. In, in most counties, it's a ticket, basically a summons to appear. They call it. It's still a criminal violation, but they don't incarcerate you for it. So they'll give you a ticket with a court date. And you'll just go up here in court and either get your fine, or theoretically the judge could say 30 days in jail or whatever. But usually it's a fine situation, and you might be on unsupervised probation for a short period. Mm-hmm. That's usually the case. The only time really incarceration is associated with marijuana anymore is if it's a shit ton of it, like a trailer full of marijuana, and it's a trafficking situation, you know. Right. But if somebody's a got a bag of weed in their house or their car, they're not going to get their property seized right. and thrown in. You're not going to Those days people. are gone. Yeah, okay. yeah, those ridiculous days are gone. And there's already legislation that's been put in place in Indiana that wouldn't make sense if it were not that dispensaries exist. So it's like some foreshadowing there. You can see... Oh, oh! You mean they're saying like There's we don't have dispensaries now, but if we ever do get dispensaries, this is how the laws are going to handle it. Regulatory the, statute, oh, wow. you know, this like well, it's obviously for a dispensary, so uh, it's probably going to happen here. Uh-huh. I would say, unless Trump just decides right now, no, nope, I'm going to take us way back here, you know. And I don't know knows? how he's. I don't he's know how you could accomplish that. He's though. making you know. Everybody criticized Clinton because he he did he kind of did some weird uh, priorities about gays in the military at the beginning that, uh, that sort of sidetracked him and got distractions but um, I feel like you know and and they criticized Obama because he had 60% of the Senate and he didn't just make force things to happen right but it seems like Trump is just all over the place just lighting fires and starting <laughs> starting arguments that I we'll see how far he can get with the things he's trying to get done well you and I made a comparison on the TV show the new show the young Pope that the the main character Jude Law's character who's the American Pope who's maybe what 40 years old yeah the young and Pope reminds me of Trump he's very trumpish yeah. almost like like he was Talking to that cardinal and everything the cardinal would say, he would just go the opposite direction just to fuck with him. Right? Yeah, that was, yeah. It seems almost sometimes like oh, I'm just going to do this because I can, you know? Like, yeah. Except when you watch the Young Pope, and I'm not saying I recommend it, but it is funny how it seems like a satire <laughs> right. of the Trump presidency, even though they shot it before it then yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to make some point about that, you know. And I'm not. I'm not. Could be coincidence. To, yeah. Who yeah. knows? But. That's the question where you're watching The Young Pope. You're like, how did this jackass get to be the Pope? Which they don't address in the first episode, right. at least. And Whereas Trump, we know, he got to be yeah, president. Yeah. People voted for him. Right, 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 right. right. People voted for him. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm not a, personally not a big Hillary Clinton fan, and, but also I'm not educated enough. I don't keep up on politics enough to probably even form an intelligent opinion one way or another. Yeah. I just listen briefly to what's going on, and I form of an opinion from that but yeah I, I thought he might be a wild card where we he would instead of instead of making pot illegal I thought he'd be like look we're making that legal it's stupid that that's illegal but he's taken the he's taken the really hard line stance about uh, anti-abortion and stuff so it's hard to know yeah I mean, did they just somehow masterfully figure out that all the people that are opposed to those things we're just starving to vote all of a sudden in one particular direction, and they just played to those people. I I don't know. 
like picking Mike Pence. I should be careful what I say, but not a fan. You know, people in Indiana are not a fan of that guy, and he was our governor. But he elected you elected him governor. That's the funny thing to yeah. say that to say that general statement. Like people in Indiana are not a fan of the people that obviously the man. a lot are. Yeah, yeah. You elected him as your governor, and so then if, do you feel like there was buyer's remorse after that happened? Well, or I, was it just the people who didn't like him still didn't like him, or did some people who thought they liked him decide that they didn't like him once he was the governor? I think there were there was. A, a lot of buyer's remorse from people that obviously I associate with, but obviously there must be a, just a huge contingent, just a huge amount of the population that are into those things, like hardcore religious views and, and, and no abortions. and all, There must just be way more people that are in line with that than I realized. Well, I think there's enough people that are especially the abortion issue that are so anti-abortion that they'll, they'll vote for anybody who says that, yeah. regardless of the other crazy stuff that they're saying. Yeah, so that's been going on for a while. But usually those people get in and then they're like, well, I can't make abortion. Right, 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 right. Sorry, I'm doing my yeah. best, but I can do all these other things right. that I said. But, uh, yeah, I thought I couldn't understand the Mike Pence uh, when he made him vice president, except for now... When you think about like if Trump if Trump was to get impeached or something, mm-hmm. then it would be then it would be Mike Pence. Right. Would that be great? Uh, not in my opinion, but which uh, is better, Mike Pence <laughs> or Donald Trump? This is you're in a tough spot now. I'm going to hope Donald Trump is better. That's my hope um, because if you're not better than than Mike Pence, then I think we're in trouble. That's my personal opinion. Him having been my governor and he's not he, I don't work for the state of Indiana anymore, so I will say. Um, a lot of I'll just go out there and say a lot of state police people think the way I do, and he was our boss at one point. But just a lot of state police were not down with right, with Pence. not fans. They were not fans of Mike Pence. Yeah, in that ministry. And why is that? Um, it's weird because it will say that he the the superintendent of the Indiana State Police is appointed by the governor. So Mike Pence picked the superintendent for us, Doug Carter. Who's the most amazing human being that we could ever put in that position? Awesome. Best. So I, it's weird that I would be not a fan of Mike Pence since he gave us this awesome boss, you know, and that uh-huh. doesn't happen for us very often. But just his, the, he's so churchy and these hardcore views and just all the other things associated with him we're not a fan of. And also, you know, the state police have to guard him and his wife and not friendly people. Oh, really? To the people that protect them every day. Yes. Not Neither friendly. Of them. Not friendly at all. And I'm not saying you got to be buddy-buddy with the people that protect you. But you can be courteous, you know? Uh-huh. And, hey, do you need a chair to sit in? Versus, hey, you, why don't you stand because it looks better. Stand in front of my office for eight hours, you know? That's that's that doesn't seem like very nonsense. churchy to me. No, no. That I thought sounds, he was supposed to be a churchy guy. Well, I think maybe the church I don't like. You know, there's probably churches that where the the preacher is demands to be treated godlike, which to me that's why that doesn't associate. feel churchy to me. Though. Yeah, that feels naughty. Yeah, that feels I think new. It that is feels naughty. that feels new popey. It does feel new popey. Mike Pence very new popey. So if yeah. it's not Trumpish, it's very Pence-ish, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good that was a good nugget. I know there's I know there's people who listen to this who don't live in the in the U.S. and uh, I think it's weird for them. It's I just want to say to them it's weird for us yeah. who live here in the United States to be now 
turning on the television and seeing this these this is the leader of our government now yeah. this is this is the face this is the foot that we're putting forward this is the face that we're putting in front of the rest of the world is like yeah. America Donald Trump and Mike Pence those are our leaders and I just don't even know what to you know I can't apologize I I didn't vote for him but I just I can't believe I I just I it's very confusing to me like wow right what? but part of me feels like okay look I did that's the way democracy works is I vote and then mm-hmm. you vote and then whoever gets the most votes that's who's in charge so right. now I can take it easy I can sit back yeah because uh, I I am not I didn't choose this I'm just trying to make the best of it yeah I'm and not I, sitting back I'm trying to I'm trying to express my views and input into the system and all that right. but, but it's just like oh my oh my goodness and outside of um their political agendas and, and ideologies and all that stuff. I think there's a certain, we can put a certain amount of significance on how you behave as a human being on a daily basis and treat other people as right. Don't you think? Cause I, I will say this. I've, and not that I know anybody who's had personal interaction with Trump, but the rumor or what I hear is that he's actually a very nice person. I, well, actually I've spoken to a secret service person that, that helped protect him one day. And mm-hmm. he said he was very courteous, very nice. Now, mm-hmm. he wasn't actually president then. He was campaigning. But um, that's, a, that's a, a good indication, I think, where I, a little story about um, Mrs. Pence, the, the now, what do you call the, the vice president's wife? What's Second her? first lady. Second, is that really what <laughs> no, it is? No, I don't know. I, don't know I made that is. up. <laughs> but that's what it should be. Um, so I had a friend. She would only have female protection. So I'd be a female trooper. To protect her, which makes sense, you know, in this day and age, you don't need rumors and stuff. Well, um, it also, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, tricky. I don't blame. Yeah, that's, sure. It seems like solid, yeah. solid plan. Right. Um, so uh, the female that guarded her for a while is a friend of mine, and um, she treated her very, very horribly. Like I, she would, she would want to go to the mall, and my friend would drive her to the mall, right? And and then she would want go in with her to walk four steps behind her or whatever they do. And um, she'd be like, no, you stay here. And then she would go into the mall by herself, which is fine. That's her decision. Um, and then she would just wait for hours and then no first lady. They also call the governor's wife first lady on a state level. So no first lady. Coming out of the mall. Coming out of the mall. And I drove her to the mall. I'm waiting for her to come out of the mall. In. I'm the security yeah. for the for the first lady yeah. of yeah, and now she panic sets in after a while. Like, oh shit, I've lost. I'm, the I'm first in trouble lady. because yeah. I lost. My right. job is to be yeah. her security person, right. and she's loose in the mall like a like a small child. Yes, exactly. So maybe we got an Amber Alert on the yes. first lady. Yeah, uh, and then what happens? <laughs> she calls, you know, makes calls. Um, hey, I I can't find the first lady. She went in the mall. Didn't want me to go in with her. You know, now she's nowhere. I've walked all over the mall. I can't find her. Um, it's been several hours. What you know? Do we need to start alerting people? And then <clears throat> they she check doesn't into have it. Her, she doesn't have her phone number to go. Hey, I can't. I'm a little worried. Are you okay? You know, I didn't ask her that yeah. question. But, okay, but maybe not. And uh, so, but the, enough calls were made to other people that involved around the protection detail. And they, oh no, she's at home. And uh, she called somebody else to come pick her up. Now, that's like purposely just fucking with my friend, right? Let's let's like. Well, I don't know. I mean, not to play, <clears throat> just to just devil's advocate a little bit. Like maybe she thought that 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 it was like when I said you don't come in, that means that you go home back to base, and so I called base to get somebody to come out. I mean, that could be that could maybe, be. but I think it happened on more than one occasion, to mm-hmm. where then it was just known 
Well, she may come back out to my car. She may not know and not let me know either way. Well, that's, that's when a, you make yourself a thermos full of coffee. Right. I'm getting start, paid. Right. You got to get unlimited data on your phone. You're watching. <laughs> right. You're watching Game of Thrones or Netflix or whatever. Yeah, that's and, true. Make uh, the best of it. You're just kicking it in your giant SUV. Those right. SUVs are nice when you're driving yeah. somebody around. Aren't I don't they? know why she drove, but yeah, it's probably a pretty decent vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. She had with MiFi. They give them all the troopers MiFi, so they have internet. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, she, maybe she's a little whiny. Maybe she's just gonna maybe yeah. Up maybe on, your uh, maybe your secret service escort friend could have <laughs> could maybe she just needs to relax a little bit and figure out a new way to enjoy her life. Right, you could catch up on all the Netflix shows. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Don't let me tell you how to run your life. Well, I know that you've got places that you got to go. Yeah, do you have yeah. to you have to go edit your thing? Go do some editing, and uh, I'm anxious to post episode 190. I, I feel pretty. Privilege to have been the 190th guest. I well, like. technically, well, that, technically that's not the case because there's some of them have just been me talking. That's true. So, but uh, yeah. but you're on episode 190. There's no taking that away from you. Yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty special. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. You should be very proud. 190. Is it is a lot one. of ep- it is a lot of episodes. It's more than half of a circle if it were in degrees. Yeah, so. yeah. We're, we can maybe bro escort each other tomorrow to lunch. We should, or maybe should. today. Who knows? Hey, do you want to tell people how to find your comedy online? Yeah, do you sure. Have a website. There's not a lot on there right now. I'll be expanding it here shortly. But toddcomedy.com. Um, it's very easy. My first name and then comedy.com. It's There's my two D's in Todd. Two D's in Todd, uh, and that points to a lot of stuff. I'm very easy to find on social media. It's at Todd McComas on Twitter. And Facebook, it's just my name after whatever comes first. I don't know how you search that. But if you punch in Todd McComas, I'm the first one that comes up because I'm the most famous Todd McComas. Is there a B in McComas? There is not. M-C-C-O-M-A-S. Very God. Irish. Okay. Very easy. McComas. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, and then I always say at the end of the thing, which this is the end. This is the end of the thing now. So I remind you, don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. And so I'd like to say that because it's true. It's good advice. It's yeah. true. I think it's, it's true. A good Don't give them now. Give yeah. up later on. Sure. Just try a little bit longer. Yeah. And that's, I think, if you watch The Walking Dead, that's, that's why the ones that make it live by that mantra. Yeah, they don't give up. Although The Walking Dead is a bad example because I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would keep going as long as they're going. It doesn't look fun. It stopped looking fun a couple seasons in. I was like, "What? Are, wait, wait a minute. What are we doing?" <laughs> Maybe it would have been better to give up. Yeah, well, we're, we're just moment. like, look. What best case scenario? What? How's today going to turn out? Right. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe you find an old chocolate cake somewhere. Anyway, but in general, a good philosophy. In general, don't yes. give up. If it's zombie apocalypse, if you're listening to this after the zombie apocalypse, give up. look, you know better than I do. <laughs> but what I think from where I'm sitting, pre-zombie apocalypse, don't give up. Yes. There'll be plenty of time to give up. All right, that's it. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine. Whoa!